Hugh Freeze's pivot this past weekend, vastly underrated. Freezing temperatures are likely for several hours inland and a few hours closer to the coast. Yes. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby, and thank you so much for making Locked On Auburn your first listen every single day. Joining me as he does every single Tuesday for a little Charlie Tuesday action, it is Auburn message board legend, Charlie Five. We'll discuss what the coordinators had to say yesterday. We'll discuss what's coming up later this week in fall camp and the trends for the quarterbacks. But Charlie Five, what happened this weekend when Auburn landed Lewis Solomon, took him away, theft at the last minute against South Carolina, the pivot he made and the adjustment on the fly that he made, he and his coaching staff made, vastly, vastly underrated. Of course, of course. I mean, look, you you – you kind of build up to where you're trying to put all this this energy into going to get KJ Bolden, who, by the way, I don't know if you realize this. In February, when he released the top ten, we weren't even in it. Okay, so like, pretty amazing. We 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 closed the gap on this kid to the point where we're in his top three, top two, whatever. I don't want to argue. Regardless, we were at the we were, we were we took it all the way down to the end. We were having conversations all the way down all the way down to the end. Okay, so. You're you're in that it it kind of feels like it's going south. Solomon's already been crystal balled for a week by Steve Wiltfong and all these professionals, professional yeah. recruiting guys to South Carolina, and you're able to flip it inside probably twelve hours. You're able to flip it and get him. So I mean, it was so South Carolina. There's graphics made. It broke them. It broke it broke dudes that made the graphics to the point where they're like, I can't believe I spent this much time making this graphic. I mean, yeah, he's like sharing DMs, like blasting Jalua Solomon. And it's like, you think anybody's ever going to ask you to make a graphic again? No, terrible, terrible look, by the way. But they just, got some like dude, some YouTuber in South Carolina, and his broke. shtick, his shtick seems like it's great. I mean, I'm sure he's a really fun guy to have a beer with, but um, his name's Jackpot something. And, uh, I mean, it broke that dude. It was only like a five-minute video, and it just, like, started fine, and then just, like, I mean, it just broke some South Carolina people, which is awesome. Anytime you can break another fan base of their will, and we benefit from it, it's awesome. You get bonus points if it's an SEC team. Exactly, but it's just the whole the whole dynamic of everything, like, yeah. And to be able to flip it that fast and then land a, a high four-star kid uh, again who could play multiple positions. If you go watch his film, it's a lot of fun. He's he, he can play offense. He can return kicks, punts, and he can play corner. And he's an aggressive corner. I, I, I mean, to, to be able to flip it like that, that cannot – I mean, you can't say enough about that. You can – I mean, do not belittle that that fact. That, that, was, that was a huge, huge – momentum swing uh, to to be able to turn everything around and, and go hard and be able to land that kid in at, I'm talking about at the last minute as as last minute if I'm not mistaken I could be wrong about this if I'm not mistaken he actually committed a little bit after the time that he announced because he was having a new Auburn graphic made because 
It wasn't even made yet. So it's like, awesome. It's that clo- like that close to having it done. So I'm just the closest thing I compared it to when I went live after that Charlie Five, which I was not expecting to have to do, by the way, yeah. which is great. Great. I I looked at my wife. And I like I'm like, oh my goodness, and she's like, who just committed? What do you have to go talk about now? And I'm like, sorry, honey, like this is a big deal. But uh, I forgot where I was going with this. But just was not expecting. Was not expecting Jalua Solomon. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what we're supposed to do here. But yeah, incredible moment. Incredible moment for sure. So now we'll you see. got yeah. Sorry, now you have so you got Zeke Walker, you got Jalua Solomon, they're half brothers, and they got a pretty studly uh, an, uh, younger brother, Zayden Walker, who will be a top ten player in the country next year. Mama's got two boys at one school because she have three because she have three. I mean, can't it's, hurt. Uh, can't hurt. Can't hurt. That's something something to look at. And he's a he'll be a he'll be a big time linebacker, edge type prospect. Uh, just all around, all around big weekend. Regardless of missing out on KJ, we're not going to get them all. Love being there in the hunt. Love being legitimately there uh, to where. Well, you know, we talked about this, Charlie Five. Right? We talked about this when. You know, Bammers and Georgia people were like, well, Perry Thompson and Demarcus Riddick, they're going to mean more for you guys than they would for us. And it's like, well, yeah, because they're the first few guys in this process. Then yeah. you got to get close with a lot of these guys, too, before you really pull the trigger. And so, like you said, he put out a top 10. We weren't even in it. And we clawed our way into really being one of the final four hats. It seems like we were certainly a top three team. It seems like Ohio State was kind of out of it. But just the the overall impact that what we're seeing from Auburn recruiting is it's elite. It's going to be fun, man. We've ever really seen before. So props to props to Hugh Freeze. And uh yeah, welcome Jalua Solomon. What and I don't think hey, name, I don't think KJ's I don't think KJ's the last five star you're gonna see possibly having a shot to join this class. Uh and he may not be maybe more than more than one coming up. So we're just yep. gonna have to sit see how it plays out. But like that's that's just the kind of games we're gonna get. That's the kind of battles we're gonna be in. That's right. That's right. Charlie Five's dinner is ready there. As far as, as far as what we're um, let's go ahead and talk about some of what was brought up yesterday with the coordinators. Sure. We heard from Philip Montgomery, the offensive coordinator, one Ellen Phillip, and then we also heard from defensive coordinator Ron Roberts. I've got three takeaways from what we heard yesterday, and let's discuss one of those now. And, and I think We'll start with this. Philip Montgomery talked about how the running back position will be a little bit more running back by committee, which is already something you're starting to see more of across SEC and college football and football as a whole um, in general. But just to read too far into things, because that's what we do. Is it a committee if Jarquez is there? Hmm. I don't I'm just think asking the question. Yeah, I'm just asking I, the question here. Unf- unfortunately, I, I think it it may not. Unfortunately, and Jarquez before people is, say, I, I'm sorry, Charlie Five, but before people say, "Oh, well, come on, we were going to have Jarquez Hunter and Damari Austin and Brian Batty and Jeremiah Cobb anyway," and it's like, yes, but a committee means the touches are very, very similar. The market share is very even, and that was right. never the discussion. Jarquez Hunter. It was Jarquez Hunter, yeah. 15 touches, and it's like, does anybody else get to seven or eight? Right. That was the discussion that we were having. 
Yeah, that's not a committee, in my my opinion. That's more of a just a regular running back rotation when you have a lead, a, a big guy who's your lead dude that yeah. you can count on to lean on. And I don't think there's very many of those in the SEC, maybe in the country, that you could probably just depend on to have 18 to 20 carries a game, mm-hmm. and he's one of them. And now you're talking about a committee. Like you said, that to me is almost like rotating series, like every other series we yeah. got – or maybe every other uh, like down and distances, we got different packages and stuff like that. It's it's like you're trying to take multiple running backs to make one. That's what a committee to me uh, means, and get has me a little bit worried. A little bit worried. I do think we have a lot of talent that uh, collectively could be just as effective. Maybe more. Maybe possibly more explosive. But I agree with that. You know, Jar like it's Jarquez is that bell cow guy that everybody wants to have in college football that you can lean on uh, to go get four yards, five yards at a time. And uh, th- that comment has me just a tad bit worried, a little I'm bit worried. You. I'm with you. Yeah, and it's like, I, I don't think, and nothing's been reported. I mean, we're all guessing as far as how long Jarquez Hunter will be away from practices and how many games he will miss, if he even misses a game. We're all guessing at this point. But if he were to miss time, I don't think it's going to be much. I don't think it'd be more than three games. That's just my gut feeling, Charlie Five. And I think, you know, conveniently that happens before you go to College Station, which would be helpful and, and nice. And maybe he's fresh and it, it helps you. I don't know. But you're fine without him for a few games, but you need four running backs throughout the SEC. Like sure. you, you need, and I think, I think him being gone isn't necessarily a drop-off from him to Damari Austin, assuming Damari's a starter if he's not there. The drop-off is the fourth running back. The drop-off is Jeremiah Cobb to whoever's after him. Sure. Sure. I'm with you. I'm with you on that. Uh, All right. All right. Two more takeaways from what we heard yesterday. But first things first, uh, we got to give some love to our folks. That's coming up right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at Active Wealth Management. Got to check out our boy, Ford Stokes. He is the best in the business at helping you generate money and save money. I can't imagine going to retirement without Ford Stokes. So head over to annuity360.net because he wrote this book. It's free. Annuity360. Learn all you need to know about annuities. Who's your favorite president? Charlie Five? I've, I've stated it many times. Say it one, one more time. Benjamin Franklin. Greatest Who's president on the of all time. Bill? Benjamin Franklin. You don't put random clowns on currency. Okay. That's right. You only put That's the right. best ones. Only presidents. That's right. And who helps you get more $100 bills than anyone? N- nobody more than Ford Stokes. That's right. That's right. And one way to do it is go to activewealth.com to check out all of his services, or you can go to annuity360.net for a free book. And you get all the Benjamin Franklins you could possibly want. Uh, yeah, so be sure to check out our friend, Fort Stokes, activewealth.com. All right, Charlie Five, as far as looking at other things that I took away that were interesting from what the coordinators had to say, defensive coordinator Ron Roberts was asked about the linebackers. And here's the quote. Uh, or here it is. He said, quote, we have a good competition there. I don't know how it's going to pan out. There's about six over there competing, and nobody's really stepped up and pulled away from the pack. 
The emphasis is they have to be productive and consistent on every down. It's the heartbeat of the defense. They're going to do a better job of communicating. You want to see the guys elevate. This is a linebacker-driven defense. They're going to be a free hitter at the point of attack. So a few parts of this. The bigger thing is nobody has really stepped up and pulled away from the pack, which is kind of the feeling we got back in spring. Then you go out and get Larry Nixon, who hasn't really probably had enough time to really cement himself in any kind of role. But still, according to the defensive coordinator, nobody has stepped up even up to this point. Charlie Five. Does Ron Roberts have the ability to say anything different than that? I wonder. Just that old school, ah, nobody's impressing me. Ain't nobody nah, he's been in the a- game too long. It's who he is, baby. Let's nobody's go. Nobody's worth a crap. We ain't got nobody worth a crap out here, basically. That's the kind of stuff I expect. Ron, I'm Robert okay with that. You. I'm That's okay with the kind that. of stuff I, I expect to hear from him. But uh, I think you could also look at it as I got a bunch of dudes. You know, I got a bunch of dudes that can play, and I'm not. Do you think that's what he's saying? Actually, do you, a, do you actually think that's what he's saying? Possibly, did, probably, you, probably you, not. I don't think that okay. he's saying that, but I think that's probably going through the back of his head. I think that's probably definitely in his head. I just saw Cam Riley. He's six four two, like almost two forty now, and and he's been in some of the first team. He's getting a lot of the first team reps with Austin Keys. Like, mm-hmm. there's some dudes there. They're talking about Robert Woodyard, hoping he starts. You know, they they really want him to to take that next step. Like, I think there's just a bunch of guys that uh, maybe not. Maybe they're like, you know, how you have first string, second string, and there's drop offs in between. I just don't think there's a huge drop off. I agree in between that. a lot of the dudes we have on the roster. I think they're just all kind of like the same type player, uh, if that makes sense. Maybe same sort of ceiling type players. Uh, and it's hard to sort of pick one. And so the best thing you can say to if you're old school Ron Roberts, and I mean like super old school, you just say everybody sucks. You know, everybody I can't find it. No, nobody will step up, basically, kind of thing. Yeah, Challenge. and he praised Eugene Asante a little bit. I I've got a weird feeling. <laughs> About Eugene Asante. He looks good, man. He, he looks, looks great. He can't dance worth anything, but he looks fantastic. And look, I mean, we had Jason Jones on the show towards the end of spring, and I'm like, give some love to a linebacker. He's like, dude, Eugene Asante has been getting after it. He looks like I an mean, MMA fighter. He's like, just jack. Would you, would you rather, who would you rather fight least? Cam okay. Riley or Eugene Asante? So you're gonna get you're gonna get absolutely mauled either way. Mm-hmm. I may not be able to get close enough to Cam Riley with the reach to be able to get mm-hmm. a paw on him. But okay. uh, boy, a Eugene, paw? you're you're referring to your hands as paws now because you're an animal. I think that's a boxing. I'm, I don't know. Just, I heard that on a boxing on a boxing match one time or something like that. But no, wow. I think I'd still probably take Eugene, but I'd be I'd regret it. I'd take uh, I'd take a Santi, yeah. but I'd regret it. Okay. And then all right, the other takeaway from the coordinators was we'll go back to the offensive side with Philip Montgomery. He said, quote, we still have a long way to go before we know who the starter is at quarterback. Oh, okay. I don't know that. I don't know that I buy that. You're not buying it? No. You're not buying it, Charlie Five? Why not? I liked it. Everybody's getting – I liked it. You know, Holden's getting first-team reps and, and, and everything – I mean, I've been shocked. I've been wrong before, but I think it's. I think we're being a little bit diplomatic, and uh, that's fine. That's fine. Uh, let them give them give them opportunities. Give everybody opportunities. Um, but 
I mean, I'm I'm at this point in time, I'm gonna be absolutely shocked if it's not Thorne. I mean, it's almost a disappointment, right? Unless oh, yeah. like Holden or Robbie just really crank it, which would be great. That'd be great. Well, I think Thorne is really good. So if Holden beats him out, Holden is a stud. Like mm -hmm. we have, like he the the step the 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 steps he took forward yeah. uh, over the 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 off season and this new system that would to me I would not be I don't think I would be let down if if Holden did somehow become you know I guess any of them if any of them because I don't think Thorne's a bust I think he's a good a great player mm -hmm. yeah the the narrative of okay it's those two guys and there's a drop before Robbie I mean that's really that's really taken over and I just. Do you think she okay? No, we're good. Okay. Do like I just the whole role about like Robbie before before fall camp was like okay even if he doesn't win the job he could still have a role in this offense which I know you're against but it still was a talking point. Do you think that matters if he's the second string or the third string if that were to be his role? Because I don't think it does. Repeat that one more time. That was a lot. That was a loaded question. I don't think it was that loaded. I mean, there's a lot of talk about him being kind of like, you know, you'd have packages for Robbie Ashford okay. if he wasn't the starter. Okay. Do you think he has to be the second string in order for that to happen? Or do you think it, it doesn't matter, right? Like no, if Holden beats him out for backup, he's still like doing like in theory, he would still be able to have those yeah. packages, right? If you still if 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 the if it's a if it's a true thing and there are packages, I don't think he'll have to be number two to be able to go run read option on the goal line or yeah. you know some type of variation of that uh in short yardage i don't i don't believe that would be the case no mm -hmm. i think i think regardless where he sits on the depth chart if there are these packages for him i don't think where he sits that that really matters because he's dynamic so if that sure. with the ball in his hands so if they want to figure out ways to get the ball in his hands he's first string there if that if that, if that makes sense he's first string when it comes to you know, those type of things where he's the most dynamic, one of the most dynamic players on the field. So if they want to figure out a way to use that, I don't, it doesn't matter if, uh, what's the, the walk on your, your buddy, Peyton, what's, what's the, what's the, uh, no, 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 Hank, uh, Hank, Gear, Hank, 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 yeah. If Hank's ab above him, uh, it, it wouldn't matter. Hank Brown's slinging it. I'm just saying. He is slinging it. He looks way bigger than I thought, too. Like, me. He's 6'4". I kept telling people, I'm like, this dude is it, man. Like, I, I think he's going to be really, really good when it's all said and done. Tall. I knew he was tall. I didn't – I thought he would be like a string bean. But he has he has some girth to him. He has some calf yeah, I mean, girth. I mean, he, he can gain some weight, and he's been pretty upfront about that. Like, he can gain some weight. There's no question sure. about it. But, you know, he's he's a freshman. You know, I think, I think he's going to be – I think he's going to be better than a lot of people expected him to be. So, all right, what's next for the Auburn Tigers throughout fall camp? What are some things that it could be coming up that Charlie Five's excited to keep an eye on? We discuss in just a moment right here on Locked On Auburn. Today's show brought to you by our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business, and you want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available. So you have to check out our friends at LinkedIn Jobs. Be sure to head over to LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. That's LinkedIn.com slash college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. 
Auburn Mess Sport Legend, Charlie Five, hanging out on a Charlie Tuesday. On AuburnDaily.com, I uh, I wrote yesterday three players that I'm excited to see this week in fall camp. The first was Holden Gariner. We've already touched on that. The second, Zekevius Walker, who has just totally transformed his body. The kid looks great. He looks outstanding. I think it's in a, in a position where you're going to need to rotate more dudes. And I, I think there's still probably some question marks about where certain guys are. So Zekevius Walker could be a winner in fall camp. You have any comments on Zekevius before I move to my third guy? No, other than just confirming, like, the first picture that I saw of him, I had to, like, like ask ten, like several people, who, who is this child? He's mm-hmm. massive. He's cha- completely changed his body. Uh, he looks good. Anyway, keep going. Yeah, no, I love him. And then uh, Jeremiah Cobb was my third one just because he's bigger than I expected him to be. He looks just like Damari Austin to me, which is a good thing. And he's probably a better pass catcher than Damari Austin is, which I think is useful because he can kind of fill multiple roles, especially if Brian Batty's injury you know, hinders him in any kind of way or any kind of return to the field. In a, in a full speed role. Is there anybody that you're excited to kind of keep tabs on this week before they scrimmage on Saturday? Do you just not get this feeling inside of you every time you see a picture or video of Rivaldo Fairweather? I I can't like it makes me Can you describe that feeling real quick? It's like when you when you when you when the when true love walks by. You know what I mean? You have that first you lay when you eyes. You fall in love for the first time. It's you like fall oh, in love for the first time and you get sure. the butterflies. That's exactly how I feel. I got gotcha. you. Every time I watch him catch a pass, stand so hulkingly mm-hmm. on the sidelines with his helmet off, just I, I mean, I don't know. I can't, I, mean, I can't wait to see that guy play football. I cannot wait. To see that guy, I don't. I mean, how can you can't? How, how do you cover him? How do you stop him? I I, I don't. I don't know how how it's going. If, if anybody can throw him the football remotely accurately, I don't see how he can be stopped. He's 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 just a absolute physical freak. Outrunning linebackers, outrunning safeties, what whatever it doesn't matter. I, I I just get like I just get so excited. I just start smiling every time I see him. That's what you do to me, Rivaldo. I love you. Uh, I'm sure he's listening and I'm sure he loves you too. Yeah, I think it's going to be fun to see how they use him. And I'm not just talking about like in the passing game or anything like that, but it seems like he's in a different grouping than some of these other tight ends. Like I think they're using him differently than they're using Luke Deal, as they should, sure. right? As 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 they should. But for just from a package standpoint, I'm not going to be shocked if we see him with wide receivers more than tight ends sometimes. I talked about this the other day, Charlie Five. I walked over and watched. This was like in the first early parts of of practice. But there was a group of receivers walking through the sideline. They were doing fade drills. I guess was their warm-up with like their footwork as far as doing fade stuff. And the grouping was Camden Brown, Rivaldo Fairweather, and Jair Shorter. He's like, okay, all right. Like, they're all like these massive dudes on the sideline. It's like, you know, you got your tight end going with your two, like, main split ends. Like, I mean, how exciting is that? Let me back up. You know what's more exciting? We got fade practicing. That's what I want. We get inside the 10, throw it up four times. Don't even kick the field goal. I actually hate the fade route. I hate it. I hate it. 
It it's never. Awesome. It seems like it never works, but when it does, it's like the coolest thing in the world. Because we have never really had somebody that could do it, and we wouldn't do, and we won't do it. I won't. You get me inside the ten, throw it up four times, screw the field goal. We're either going to catch one or we're going to get pass interference. I love it. We're practicing it. Put please put Rivaldo out wide and let. Who's him the go. last guy that we could throw a fade to and it would work? Seth, I guess, and then Sal Canella. Seth Seth Williams was pretty good at it. He was a pretty good jump ball guy. Yeah, because he like couldn't create space, so that, he's just like he I had no choice. 50-50. He had no choice. But before yeah. that, I can't remember one. Duke Duke was pretty good. Duke could go up and get it, but or we just Sammy. Couldn't. But I don't think we ever used them like in a fade. They just won jump balls all the time. Yeah, I want I want a. I mean, I want to get inside the ten and at least take one shot where I know it, you know it. Everybody in the stands knows it. The coach, opposing coach knows it, and there's not a thing you can do about it. You just got to hope and pray that your your corner makes a play on the island. And the, yeah, and I mean, there's plenty of options. I mean, you could walk up and look and say, okay, I've got Rivaldo over here. I've got Camden Brown over there. You know, whichever like has the shorter corner, whichever matchup you like more, it's like, let's moss somebody. That'd be yes. great. That'd be yes. great. I love uh, it. Anybody else you're you're tracking or excited to see other than Rivaldo Fairweather? Um, his name just left me. Uh, McLeod, the 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 Jalen uh, McLeod, the the uh, defensive end, Jack, pass rushing specialist that we got from uh, Appalachian State. The biggest thing I've heard about him is his his physical tools are just like unmatched. Like he's he's like six three. 230, 235, mm -hmm. but he's he's cut up really well and he's incredibly, incredibly fast. Like yeah. faster than some of our wideouts fast. So um I'm I'm really I'm really loving this. Uh can't wait to see those uh situations where he gets, you know, he gets his number called. Are you okay with like the big picture ramifications of a jack linebacker being faster than some of our receivers? Are you okay with that? Oh yeah, of course. Okay. Got it. Of course. Got it. Sacks, baby. Sack lunches. Let's, I mean, seriously, though, like if he doesn't get there, I don't know who is. No. He we is. don't have a prayer. You can make an argument he's a top five most important player on this team. Oh, because if he doesn't get eight to 10 sacks, like I don't know where they're coming from. I don't either. Unless it's, unless it's incredibly manufactured from the linebackers. Like he is, he's, yeah. he's, he's going to be it. Yeah. As far as winning one on one battles, I just don't know where they're coming from. Um, that's that's my biggest concern with this team. Charlie Five, how can people check out everything you've got going on and send you some love? Absolutely. Like, like uh, you want to send to Revaldo Fairweather. There you go. Find me on Twitter at the underscore Charlie underscore five and the Locked On uh, Discord, Locked On Auburn Discord every single day, auburnlive.com, the corner message board, or weekly on the Dab Bod Golf Bod. Follow me on socials at Z Blackery. Read all my written work at auburndaily.com. We will see you tomorrow. This has been... Locked on Auburn.